I was in Miami last week. I saw a lot of fancy cars. There's a lot of fancy cars in Miami. My, you got Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bugattis, McLarens. Jesus. Like, Porsche is like a Honda. Seriously, a Porsche is like a Honda. There's Porsches everywhere. It's Nobody cares, you know. You get a Porsche in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. People are like, oh my God, a Porsche. Miami? No. Everywhere. So why do people buy so many fancy cars in Miami? Is it because people have more money? Well, to a certain extent, yes. You do have wealthy South Americans that are, I mean, just look at Colombia, for example. They just elected a communist. So now all these Colombians are going to come to the U.S. They're going to bring all their money and they're going to buy cars and condos. So you have people getting money out of South America. So that's that. Also, Miami just has like a culture of cars. You know, that's that's what people do in Miami. Like, and even, you know, even somebody that makes like 300 grand a year is going to buy a fancy car because that's what people do. And the weather is good. You know, I have a guy in my new neighborhood who has a Lamborghini. I think he also has a Ferrari and he never drives these cars. They just sit in his garage, which does not make any sense. If you have a Lamborghini, especially in Myrtle Beach, you should drive it. You should drive the Lamborghini. Show it off. You know, I got a Corvette, which is, you know, not an amazing car, but it's it's a fancy car. And I drive that fucker all over the place. I drive the Corvette. But I make sure it's not raining. I always check the weather channel and check to see if it's going to rain. Because if it rains on my car, then I get water spots. Then I got to wash the car. So it's actually, it's kind of, you know, I stress about the car. I, I stress about the Corvette. And owning a fancy car is like, it's stress. You know, you're, you're parking it all the way in the back of the fucking parking lot. So nobody dings your doors. And then, like, somebody parks right next to you anyway, and you're loading your gun. Like, it's just, it's insanity. <laughs> I like the Corvette. It's awesome. I really like the sound system. But I will tell you, there are days that I wish I didn't buy it. Just because of all the hassles that go along with having a fancy car, you know. And maybe, maybe if you're super fucking rich, you got, like, $200 million in the bank, maybe you don't care. Maybe then it really is like a Honda, and you don't care. But that's not where I am. So cars are a terrible investment. We have said that before. But the interesting thing about cars is that high-end cars go up in value and low-end cars go down in value. That's interesting, which is totally unfair because rich people are like get richer. Their cars go up in value and poor people, their cars go down in value. Life is not fair. Life sucks. I mean, can you, can you imagine if you bought like a Fiesta and it went up in value? That would be amazing, you know. My old car, my cheap car is a Toyota Highlander and it's five years old and it has 88,000 miles on it. And I hate the car. It sucks. It's like a school bus. I don't know if you remember what it was like being on a school bus, but a school bus rattles. Just driving down the road, it's fucking rattling. It's really loud. That's what, that's what my Highlander is like. It's like, it's like somebody loosened up all the nuts and bolts and it's just falling apart. <laughs> cars five years old. Cars aren't supposed to make that kind of noise. It's a Toyota. The last Highlander I had didn't do that. This one does. Going downhill. Toyota is going down the tubes. So, and the electronics are a mess. So, 
But there is something nice about a piece of shit car. You don't have to worry about it. I literally don't care what happens to it. If it got totaled, that would be amazing. I would get a new car. I do not care what happens to it. Don't care. You know, if somebody dings my door with their door, eh, whatever. Life goes on. So 88,000 miles in five years. My last Toyota Hounder I had for seven years and had 140,000 miles on it. So I could easily do that with this car, which means that I would have it for another three years or so. Sure, drive it into the ground. And driving cars into the ground is a great thing. Why? Because they're paid for. Paid off the loan, and there's not much left in the way of depreciation, and it's like driving it for free. Your transportation costs go way down. So, I never had a loan on this car, the Highlander. I paid cash for it. There's nothing like the car that's paid for, you know? So, there is a point at which you want to get rid of it. I'm not going to drive this car for 20 years. I mean, some people do drive cars for 20 years and they have like 400,000 miles. And I'm like, you know, technology changes a lot in 20 years. So this is 2022. Like if I had a car from 2002, it would still have a tape deck in it. Like that's insane. So I'm not a big fan of driving 20-year-old cars. I'll drive an 8-year-old car or a 10-year-old car, right? Then you have Carvana. Carvana, the greatest thing in the world, buying up everybody's used cars, paying them $3,000 extra. That's amazing. You know, Carvana basically had this computer program, which was flawed, and they said that um, they built this computer program to value people's used cars, and they overvalued them, and they ended up paying too much. And Zillow did the same thing. They had an algorithm to buy people's houses, and they paid too much. You know, maybe there are limits to technology. Maybe with cars and houses, you need a person to go look at the car or house. Maybe computers can't do everything. Maybe we're going to figure that out someday. You know. And Carvana is losing money on every car and making it up in volume. I've seen that business model before. Not many people can afford a new car these days. I think the average new car price is like $42,000 or something like that. That's a pile of money. That's a pile of money. And... You have people, so people are mostly getting used cars, and then they take out loans on the used car, which seems nuts to me. Like, I taking out a car loan on a used car is, eh, I would try to pay cash for a used car, okay? And you've heard my solution on this before, buy a cheap new car, like a Honda Civic, okay? No maintenance problems, costs like 23 grand. I don't even know what a Civic, I'm guessing a Civic costs like 23 grand. I remember seeing cars that had eight track players when I was a kid. That's how old I am. Now the car has Bluetooth and you hook it up to your phone. I have iPods. I play music off my iPod. Bluetooth is a much better solution. But one of the ways in which my car is fucked up is that it doesn't connect over Bluetooth. And it's, I periodically have these problems connecting my iPod or my phone and it's a nightmare. So, and and the music sounds like shit in my Highlander. The stereo system is bad. So now you see why I don't want to hang on to this thing for 20 years. The next car I get is going to be a BMW X5. So I, did, I, I had a wreck and I rented a BMW X3 from Enterprise. I love the car. It was fantastic. So I want to get an X5. It's a little bit bigger so I can haul my DJ shit all around. It's a great car. 
it's got some giddy up. The thing moves. So the X5 that I want to buy, basically all tricked out, is going to cost 80000 bucks, And that's going to have to wait. I'm not doing that anytime soon because I'm in the middle of building my house and it would be completely irresponsible. And that is one way to think about your spending. Like whenever you're going to spend some money on something, you should say to yourself, am I being completely irresponsible? And I think most people know this deep down. You know, if they're being irresponsible, they know when they're being irresponsible and sometimes they do it anyway. You know, I don't want to say I've never done anything irresponsible. I've, I've bought some dumb stuff over the years, but I've never gone into debt to do it. When I go to Miami, I never rent a car. I just take Uber around. E- very easy to get around Miami with Uber. Going to L.A. in a couple of weeks. Going to have to rent a car because I don't really see getting around L.A. and Uber. Renting a car is nuts these days. The prices are out of control. You know, when I was I was renting this car in L.A., it's $421 for three days. It's not egregious, but it's a lot more than it used to be. So, by the way, whatever you do, whatever you do, if you go to LAX, do not rent a car from Hertz, Dollar, or Thrifty. Do not, under any circumstances, do that bad. So I've been there twice. The first time I went there, Hertz, I rented a car through Hertz, two hour wait, two hour wait. The second time I went there, I'm like, I'm not renting from Hertz again. I'm renting from Thrifty. And then I went to the same place because Hertz had bought Thrifty. They Hertz, Dollar, Thrifty, all the same thing. Hour wait. The lines are so long that they give people food and water. Like, they just accept this. And the people working at the counter, I shit you not, are worse than government employees. It's worse than the post office. They do not move. I'm like, how does how does this exist in the free market? Right? Like, these people should be out of business. It is insane. So if you're going to LAX, Hertz, Dollar, Thrifty, no. I'm going with National. Going to try that out. So... I never get the additional insurance because I'm an optimist. Maybe I should. I actually know a guy. Is he, he flew to Seattle and he rented a car and he never gets the insurance. And just he's like, oh, on a goof. Like, I'm just going to get the additional insurance. And then he totals the car. And it was much easier to deal with. So I got rear-ended on that same trip. And USA was a nightmare to deal with. So rental car place did not even notice the damage. I actually got rear-ended by an Instagram model. I shit you not. She was gorgeous. I looked her up on Instagram afterwards. That was at least the one nice part about getting rear-ended. I was on I-5 going to Tacoma for a AAA baseball game. Anyway, I'll have more to say on buying cars soon. Not on my podcast, but in my book, which I will tell you more about later. In other news, our cat Yellow is fitting right in. Everybody loves her, but Vesper is not much of a fan. I think we just adopted the perfect cat. She's friendly, she purrs, she behaves, she gets along with the other cats, and she's smart. You never know when you adopt a new cat how the other cats are going to react. This one went incredibly smoothly. And my wife said, no more cats for three years, but I don't care because I have seven cats. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.